In this episode, we explore digitization and its role in increasing tax compliance, a case study of Ghana. Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial and you can find me at Ruth Dong. It's estimated that Africa loses around 40 to $80 billion every year in tax evasion. And yet, mobilizing revenues is a way for governments to create fiscal space, provide essential public services, and reduce foreign aid and single resource dependence. Ghana is working to change the tax evasion narrative through digitization. Ghana's Vice President Mohamed Baumia highlights the importance of turning the National Identification or Registration into a tax mobilization tool. That is in Ghana. Our tax to GDP ratio is 14.3%. In South Africa, it's 27%. And in the OECD or the advanced economies, it's 34%. So, so most adults in Ghana are outside the tax net. And compliance is very low. At the beginning of 2017, only 4% of the adult population had tax identification numbers. Only 4%. So broadening the tax net is very imperative. In this regard, a number of digital initiatives have been implemented to broaden the tax base and to increase and to create a vehicle for domestic revenue mobilization. To increase the number of people with tax identification numbers, we took the decision to designate the Ghana card number as the tax identification number. So immediately you get a Ghana card, your number is also your tax identification number. In doing this, we increase the percentage of adults with tax identification numbers from 4% to 86%. And this is only going to get higher by the end of next year. So at the end of the year, we can tell who has filed their taxes and who has not filed their taxes. What role do the digital addresses and the national identification cards play in the collection of property taxes? Most property owners in Ghana do not pay property taxes. Many do not even receive bills to pay taxes. Taxes paid on only 9% of properties in Ghana. And some people who also collect taxes pocket the money. This is because we lack the key elements to implement and monitor an effective property tax regime. An effective property tax regime requires that we are able to identify all properties, assess the value of all properties, identify and maintain a property owner's database, send property tax bills to the owners, and enforce the payment of taxes. Thanks to the implementation of the National ID, the National Digital Property Address System, the Mobile Money Interoperability, and Ghana now has the infrastructure to implement a property tax system. We have been working on this over the last two years. We have finally developed a national common platform for property tax administration for Ghana. The platform is ready and is expected to be implemented by the Ministry of Local Government in 2022. Digitalization, ladies and gentlemen, has therefore helped government for the first time to put in place a robust and broad-based vehicle for domestic tax collection. And this has eluded us since independence. 
How does one simplify the tax-paying process in a way that everyone at their varying levels of literacy can easily pay their taxes? Because one of the big challenges is the process of filing taxes. So we wanted to digitalize the tax filing process. Many people, including highly educated people, find the process of filing taxes complex to make it easier and less cumbersome to file taxes. I challenged the GRA last year to come up with a very simple-to-use mobile application to enable ordinary people to file and pay taxes using their mobile phone. You will be asked just a number of simple questions, and you will answer those questions. And once you finish answering the questions, you could press the send button, and then it will go and come back with a calculation of the tax that you owe or the refund that is due you, right on your mobile phone. And once you know what your tax liability is, you can proceed to pay using mobile money or whatever other source uh, that you have available. You will receive after payment an electronic receipt of your tax payment, and you can also apply for and obtain an electronic tax clearance certificate. So we are really digitizing the process of domestic revenue mobilization. That was Ghana's Vice President Baumia Mahamadu at a digitization lecture in Ashesi University. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. South Africa's Telcom is considering options to boost its technology division, including a partnership or acquisition after weaker-than-expected results as the company's mobile business hit its shares. Telcom's technology division offers ICT services to large and mid-sized companies in South Africa. The business has been under pressure due to sluggish investments by firms hit by the pandemic, global supply chain issues, and chip shortages. Speaking to analysts, the group CEO C4 Maseko said BCX was exploring options that would bring in new capabilities and skills and help expand into new markets. BCX, which accounts for roughly a third of Telcom's turnover saw its revenue decline by 6.1% to 7.5 billion rand, about $498 million in the six months ended September 30th. Telcom, the third biggest mobile operator in South Africa, posted a 30.4% rise in headline earnings per share to 285.5 cents for the period. However, its shares dropped around 12% as it reported lower than expected growth of 6.8% in the mobile service revenue and 6.1% in the mobile data revenue. Kenyan telecom giant Safaricom says the Ethiopian crisis might have long-term impact on its operations, but has maintained that it was positive about its long-term outlook. Safaricom expects to break even in the fourth year of its operations. This is according to the Safaricom chief executive, Peter Ndegwa. He said this during a virtual investor briefing. The Safaricom Consortium, which also includes British development finance agency CGC Group and Japan's Sumitomo Corporation, won the license with a bid of $850 million and aims to start operations in Ethiopia next year. It plans to launch commercial operations by mid-next year. Staying with Safaricom, its half-year net profit to September rose 12.1% to 37.05 billion Kenya shillings, with M-Pesa revenues driving the rebound on account of end-to-free state-backed transactions to support customers during the COVID-19 period. The results, covering six months from April to September 2021, 
also saw voice and messaging revenues increase in the period that coincided with the lifting of COVID-19 restrictions. M-Pesa revenue jumped by 45.8% or 16.4 billion Kenya shillings to 52.3 billion Kenya shillings, supported by the return to charging of transactions below 1,000 Kenya shillings in January and improved business activity, contributing to a 16.9% jump in service revenue to 138.4 billion Kenya shillings. Egypt's annual urban consumption price inflation slid to 6.3% in October from 6.6% in September. This is according to the country's statistics agency, CAPMAS. Month-on-month inflation climbed to 1.5% from 1.1% in September. The month-on-month increase was led by a hike in education fees of 12.7% and 1% rise in the food index, which makes up 32.7% of the inflation index. Now look at our markets. Today's trading on the Rwanda Stock Exchange recorded a turnover of Rwanda francs 10,183,000 from 42,800 shares traded in three deals on the equities market and 2,078,200 worth of bonds traded in one deal on the fixed income market. The RSI and all shares index remained constant to close at 100.86 and 145.10 respectively. The MTN Rwanda counter closed at 180 Rwanda francs. The trading session recorded a total turnover of 486,000 Rwanda francs from 2,700 shares traded in one deal. Bank of Kigali counter closed at 250 Rwanda francs. The trading session recorded a total turnover of 9,625,000 Rwanda francs from 38,500 shares traded in one deal. The IMR counter closed at 45 Rwanda francs. The trading session recorded a total turnover of 72,000 Rwanda francs from 1,600 shares traded in one deal. In Uganda, the money markets continued to be liquid with overnight funds averaging 6.44%. Bank of Uganda conducted an overnight repo where a total of 99 billion shillings was mopped up. From the Treasury bill auction, yields on the 91-day, 182-day and 364-day cleared higher at 6.7%, 8.6% and 10.5% in an auction that was well subscribed. Thank you for waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial and if you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial and you can find me at Rufidon. <laughs>